When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents... A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. Slow the testing down. Remove him from office. No justice, no peace. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches Sup Podcast. With all due respect, that's a bunch of malarkey. Hello and welcome to the Betches Up Podcast. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And the Betches Up Podcast is your daily rundown of all the craziest shit going on in the news, brought to you by your two funniest friends. Which is us. I'm feeling hilarious today, Sammy. How about you? You know, I don't know. This episode is forcing me to return from my disassociation, which I've been occupying for the whole weekend. Yeah, I've been just like kind of avoiding taking it in too much. Yeah. Because it's really devastating. It's really devastating. It's like, I think you said over the weekend, like, I, it's hard to process that she's gone from the world. We're talking about the next steps. And yeah. like, occasionally I'll just like be reminded and startled by the fact that, like, she's not here anymore. Her life's over. Yeah. I mean, it, oh my God, I'm not going to cry on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> How did you feel on Friday? Completely shocked. Shocked. Just disbelief. Like, complete disbelief. Like, that was really – I couldn't let it in. I still – that's why – this is forcing me to let it – like I said, this is forcing me to let it in because I have not – anytime, like, my mom would try to talk about it too much, I'd be like, we can't talk about it. Like – Yeah, I was that way too. We don't need to talk about it. Like, it's – we know we don't need to talk about it, but now we are – we're talking about it. it. Yeah. What was your question before that? <laughs> how we felt on Friday night. Yeah, so how did you came feel? came out about, um, obviously like what we're talking about, around 7.30, and it appeared, the, the statement said she died this evening. So um, based on, you know, some background context, it sounds like she was quite ill for a number of days, and this is what the family was expecting. Um, so it seemed like the announcement came out pretty fast. And yeah, I got it. I didn't get a news alert. I didn't actually get news alerts for about 10 minutes until after Brian texted us. Brian texted us, and then I put on the TV. Oh my God. We we had just sat down for Rosh Hashanah dinner, like oh wa- poured yeah. wine. Avi's about to give a toast. The TV, we had mute, like, okay, me and my mom want to watch. My mom's currently living with us. <laughs> Perfect newlywed <laughs> moment. Okay. So me and my mom obviously are like MSNBC all day. Yeah. Avi like wants to listen to music because he's like oh. a peaceful soul, like all the time. So we compromise by often leaving music on and the TV on mute. So we sat down for dinner. I'm facing the TV. My mom's facing me, obviously, like in the middle. And I 
I literally think to myself, I'm like, we should turn the TV off for this meal. Like, yeah. it's gonna be nice. like I don't need to look at Donald Trump's face this whole meal. But I didn't like say it. And I didn't like the remote was on the other side of the room. But then literally like a minute later, yeah. I see the headline and I just, my jaw was on the floor. Like, and my mom's like, what? And no. I'm like, what's the worst thing you could imagine? No. And she, and yeah, it's yeah. it's literally the worst news. I know. It was so, I was shocked by how blindsided I was. And I was saying to you guys that it's like, I think we were starting to get a little bit delusional about the force of life that she maybe had left because she had survived so many things. And like, it's just sort of, I don't know, in the past couple of months, like, yeah, she kept getting sick and going to the hospital, but I kept rationalizing it. Like, you know, if you, she knows, and she did know she was the most important thing was like holding democracy together by a thread. Like I, if I, if that were me, when I coughed or felt a little sick, I would go too. But you know, a lot of people do live into their nineties. I think that's why this was so surprising, but like not always people that have had decades of battles with cancer. And then when you look at the past eight months, when it's like people said she just looked so delicate and frail. And I don't say this to suggest that she shouldn't have been doing her job. She was obviously like able to do that. But yeah, when I think back of the last eight months and how sure I was deluding myself into feeling that it was going to be okay and we were going to make it to January, I don't know if that was ever going to happen. I mean, she, she could have. She could have, but I think like, again, she was old and she was only in that job anymore because she knew she had to be. And she, she died like very, like, like my grandpa who also passed away at 87 Mm -hmm. after dealing with like health issues. And it was sort of similar, like a stint in the hospital here, a stint in the hospital there. And then just at a certain point, like he also worked until he was until he yeah. could not on his like in the hospital like he was work his laptop was like in the hospital with him like some people i think especially of that generation like mm-hmm. they just they don't think that like near death is an excuse and she knew in her case that right it, well it wasn't just about her and that's why it felt so much worse than like even our own family members because it's like you're very sad when a family member passes or anyone you know you know passes but most of the time, like they are not like the one thing standing between, you know, health coverage yes. and and pro, you know, right choice and gay rights and campaign finance and climate change and like I know. I don't know. I feel heartbroken. Like yeah. I literally feel heartbroken and I yeah, can't it was, believe it. I can't believe it. I mean, I think Friday night, like I I am sort of ashamed to say it, but it's like obviously the first reaction is is devastation and grief and sadness. And then my second thought was like, I can't handle information hearing right now. I can't do this. I looked back. I was like, I don't, what? We have to do this on top of everything in the next 43 days. This is like everything we're already dealing with again. Like another, it's not just another thing to like add to the pile. It's It's another pile. It's insane. But it was really sweet within like, Within five minutes of the announcement, I think Mike actually saw a tweet by Aaron Ryan who tweeted like, men- I know the one. <laughs> yes, like men, this is really serious. Um, and Mike within five minutes had left and come back with White Claw, Parmesan oh, goldfish, some Talenti ice cream. It was really sweet. He knew. He knew he had to act fast. Um, yeah, it was definitely like an eat. I eat your feelings moment, but like at first I couldn't even eat. I was no, like- I felt I that way too. really sick. And yeah, and did you wake up the next morning like- having the sense that I have when 
somebody has died or something in my life has fundamentally shifted. And I had that thing where you wake up and you have to like readjust Remember. to that reality. Yes. yes. I did feel that way. Like, um, like it reminded me of November, 2016. Yeah. It's, what you're saying about like a confirmation hearing and the election and the the inaugural who knows yeah i'm just emotionally trying to brace myself for many of those moments where i feel like i got shot in the heart mm-hmm. i know that like that's maybe coming over the next few months and like readjusting like my expectations yeah um, to that but also from our perspective i could not be more grateful to do what we do because i feel like okay i'm taking all of it and i'm mm-hmm. turning it into something for other people that can help other people that can make an impact. Yeah. And like, that is the only, that's what keeps me going. Totally. I, honestly, I mean, over the weekend, I was thinking, I was like, what do people do that don't have anything to do that don't have that can't like manically post to Instagram? And because my, my boyfriend kept being like, are you working? And I was like, well, no, but yet like I have to do something like, yeah. and I can do something. Like yeah. our, I was telling you this morning, like we posted a video clip that we'll play later of Lindsey Ram got, got shared more than almost anything we've ever posted to a number of people that is like crazy that if that's people in swing states really matters. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm grateful to have like something to do with all of the nervous energy. Yes, exactly. And it also makes me feel like, okay, I can't let it overtake me. Like, I have suffered from like, I suffer from a severe anxiety and like, I can't like let it overtake me because that doesn't help. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. And like this, the next 43 days were already going to be a sort of fight or fight really activating time. And I thrive on that. So I'm like, all right, it's just like a little bit, uh, a little oh, yeah. bit more I thrive than in I crisis. Girl, yes. the, one, the one benefit of a chaotic childhood is that as an adult, you really thrive in crisis. Yes, same. So, and since I'm a, as I say, a low, enthousi- low enthusiasm individual, I need like really intense shit happening to like feel involved and engaged. So that's what's going to be happening. So should we talk wow. about what the next 44 days might look like? You are just so cut out <laughs> for this moment, aren't you? <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like, give it to me. I can finally feel again. <laughs> right. Co- Honestly, like same, like a couple of chaos agents over here at the side. Truly, truly. <laughs> Although not like chaos agents, more like chaos... Uh, we didn't cause it, but we're ready. We're here for it. It helped us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the con- it, it will improve the work that we do in the next month, not hurt it. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. 
A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits healthier hair and skin. Yes, but beyond that too. Since I started using pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great, it looks fancy on the shelf, and I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. So what are the next 43 days going to look like? Horrific. All right. So the Republican-controlled Senate and President Trump are signaling eagerness to confirm a third Trump justice to the Supreme Court. In a statement dictated to her granddaughter before her death, as I'm sure you heard over the weekend, RBG said it was her most fervent wish that I not be replaced until a new president is installed. However, within hours of RBG's death, uh, McConnell announced- on the ground, yeah. I know. I never thought I would say, like have a use for that metaphor. Um, it's not a metaphor. It's literal. Ugh, announced there would be a vote on Trump's pick. So, I mean, it's like the hypocrisy. We could not write better words to have been in their mouths. It is There is no arguing what's happening here. Um, in 2016, they famously held the seat open. You'll get to that uh, in a second. So where's the state of the election? They are rushing to do this because things aren't looking amazing for them. This is despite the fact that Republicans, they're pulling behind Democrats in every single one of the competitive Senate races except for McConnell in Kentucky, uh, which I know you feel strongly about and we'll talk about, and um, Doug Jones is, gonna, is probably going to lose. Um, but we're pulling really well everywhere else, and obviously Biden is pulling really well. So where we're at today is that the Republican Party knows it has likely lost the faith of the people and so is rushing to install a judge who could alter the rule of law for a generation since they will not be in the legislative body to do it. It's also worth noting, I was reading this this morning, that while Democrats are in the minority in a Senate, uh, they represent 15 million more people than the Republican majority. Mm -hmm. That means that Justin Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh, so they were confirmed by Senates that represent far less than half of Americans, and also they were appointed by a president who lost the popular vote. They are the only justices in history who have been installed with like that vague of a democratic mandate. So if another, if Trump is able to confirm a third justice, that means a third of the court basically has no democratic legitimacy. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing that everything you just said, I'm like, yeah, like we're so right. Like we're so fucking right. Like isn't it great to be right? Then I'm like, it's meaningless. They don't care if they're wrong. They don't yeah. care. Like it almost is just like, oh, 
well, what do you do when the other side's threshold for like playing by any sort of standard that like we all thought we were we were abiding by? Like that's gone. Like it's just totally gone. So like, yes, we're completely right. This shit is bullshit. But ultimately, it doesn't matter because power almost in like if if like these are the kind of people who like read Machiavelli and are like, yeah, I, I should be feared, not loved. I know. And and it's like, yeah, and it's like, okay, like the only thing to them is like, well, we can, we'll do it because we can. Right, right. Yeah. And I was obviously like, I saw some people criticizing why, why are people sharing these clips from 2016? Like, do you really think these Republicans are going to change? No, of course I don't. But I think maybe people the might elector. vote them out if they right. see how hip, 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 hypocritical they are. Hip, hip, hypocritical. Hip, hypocrisy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's why I think yeah. there's value imposed. But yeah, I mean, it's like, how many times are we going to, how much time are we going to waste now just like restating all the ways that we're right and we're I, following the rules? I agree. The value, the value comes in the fact that like after a certain point, like, people only have a certain tolerance for unfairness. Like, yes, there is the Trump cult, which will never be persuaded, but you can pick members off. Like, yeah. like people, True. there are people who have seen the light. There are people who have switched from Trump to Biden voters. It, they exist. And so we know it won't affect what they're doing, but it can affect what we're doing. And like, nothing is predetermined. I think right. that like, I operate as like, okay, they filled her seat, like in my head. I'm like, they have this seat. Okay, what next? The, the question is, like, we can't operate under any assumption that they're going to do the right thing. It's almost not even worth keeping track of, although where I'm about to explain all the situation. <laughs> but but because ultimately they might fill her seat. So pretend they did. Where do we go next? Like, where do we go from here? What do we do? Like, what? how do we use that to our advantage? I heard Joe and Mika this morning saying, like, this is the worst thing that could have happened to Republicans. It's like, yeah, if you operate under like normal rules, maybe, but I don't, I don't think it's that bad for them. I think they're happy. Um, just to elaborate on the hypocrisy in case you tell your Trump voting family members just to fill in the color for them. Um, <laughs> when Anson and Scalia died suddenly in 2016, while Obama was still president, there were like 200-something days to the election. Mitch McConnell refused to hold a vote on Obama's pick, who was Merrick Garland, like the ultimate centrist, for 200 days. He just refused to do it. At the time, Lindsey Graham basically said that if this ever happens like the other way, to use his words against him in case a justice dies in a Republican president's re-election year. So we're going to play the clip. So if a vacancy occurs in their last year, of their first term, guess what? You will use their words against them. I want you to use my words against me. If there's a Republican president in 2016 and a vacancy occurs in the last year of the first term, you can say, Lindsey Graham said, let's let the next president, who it, whoever it might be, make that nomination, and you could use my words against me and you'd be absolutely right. We're setting a precedent here today, Republicans are, that in the last year, at least of a lame duck eight-year term, I would say it's going to be a four-year term, that you're not going to fill the vacancy of the Supreme Court. Yeah, I mean, he said it, but, you know. It's still like, I know, I agree, it's like, who cares? But it's just so funny how 
He repeats, you can, you can use my words against me and you'd be right. And he says it like three times. It's just hilarious. It's just I hilarious. Mean, just, they should just buy like ad space since now Biden has way more money than Trump. They should just buy ad space and like play that as the whole. I ad- know. Biden should do exactly. Yeah, exactly what he did with that clip from that Trump rally where Trump was like, if, if I lose, you'll never see me again. And he just put like this ad is brought to you by Joe Biden. That was so funny. They should yeah, just I mean, do that with this too. Imagine like. I feel like that has to sound appealing, at least to some Trump voters, like the ones who hold their nose and vote for him. Like, you'll never hear from me again. Like, great. Like, I could hear. Totally. Like, that would be nice. Like, less chaos. And I do Um, think that the hypocrisy is motivating to not Republicans who are like, I'm really mad now because they were hypocrites. Like, honestly, I, I do think there is something to the argument that, you know, Trump could dangle this in front of voters. Like, you have to vote for me in order to get another pick, even though. Tell him that. I don't know. You're right. It's like. You ha- they're going to do it anyway. If he loses the presidency, they're going to do it. Maybe voters know that. So it's like, I'm going to get the smart Republican knows that they're going to get a justice no matter what, whether they have another Trump term or not. So they don't have to vote for Trump. Right. Me? Okay. That, that, that sounds like something that would be persuadable if like I understood it better. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about like what happens. Yeah. We're operating as if they take a seat, right? Yeah, we are. So what happens then? Let's imagine. So where are we at today? Today we're at two senators have said that the president who wins on November 3rd should choose. Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski. They say a lot of stuff. Who knows? And that's also not enough. Um, we're still waiting to hear from you Mitt Romney. You need four people. I right. can't and we didn't get that for impeachment. We've been through this with impeachment. And yeah. we didn't get that. Um, and, they, Mitt Romney, and, because, and because they need four, Murkowski and Collins can use that as cover and say what they, whatever they want to say and it won't matter. Right. That's true. So let's assume that, you know, even if uh, if Trump loses and Republicans lose control of the Senate, that they take the 10 weeks between inauguration and or between the election inauguration to confirm a justice. What do we do? We do what we have to do. So this is really the first time the Democrats, mainstream Democrats have spoken seriously about court packing, which just refers broadly to adding seats to the Supreme Court. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer said, let me be clear, if Leader McConnell and the Senate Republicans move forward with this, then nothing is off the table for next year. Nancy Pelosi echoed that. She just said over and over again to George Stephanopoulos, we have options and we're not taking any arrows out of our quiver. She would not elaborate. Um, I've heard things tossed around from trying to impeach Trump again to um, prompting a government shutdown, which she said she's not going to do because that doesn't help anyone. But I mean... I would like to see them do something creative. Right, have some creativity. Like, like Mitch McConnell, he's a succubus, but he's creative. Like he yeah. knows like how to navigate and maneuver. And like, why don't maneuver? All they're doing is threatening for the future. They're like, next year we'll get you. It's like by then they will have so much power that they also cheat no, the game. There yeah. is no, there is they no don't world care about next year. They care about right fucking now. Like, yeah, it's just crazy that. I don't feel like there's any sort of leadership coming from the Democratic side in this. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready 
in less than 30 minutes. Oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes. Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. So packing the courts means to increase the number of Supreme Court justices. Right now there are nine. The Constitution doesn't say anything about the number of Supreme Court justices. Congress can pass laws changing this number whenever it wants, and it has repeatedly uh, throughout the 19th century. There's been as few as five justices, and there have been as many as 10. So basically, you can imagine a scenario where uh, Biden wins, the Senate is run by Democrats, and the Senate passes a law, Biden signs it, and they can together quickly nominate and confirm a handful of judges to restore the ideological balance of the court. And that's how you're going to hear them talk about it, is a restoration, not as something. Because they've, they really have given us no choice. Like, if they confirm another judge, I mean, they already had given us the moral authority to to, to react in some way. And the, I feel like this is the thing where finally leader, yeah. Democrats and leadership are realizing we have no choice. Right. The only thing I want to see, though, is like we got three judges. Like, yeah, that's where the negotiation has to start because they need at least they really we really deserve we the democrats deserve yeah. two judges so they need to start the negotiation at three judges because of the like argument that these people did not represent the majority so i don't know i'm hoping that they'll be able to successfully make that argument right now it definitely sounds fringe mm-hmm. um but that needs to get into the mainstream real quick um, and it's really not that crazy. Anyone, you know, it, it has happened many times. Like the, the size of the bench has gone up and down and they've also withheld, um, uh, seats from, for example, Andrew Johnson was impeached, but not removed. And he was not allowed to confirm, um, a justice for that reason. So like, this is not oh, the wow. first time where like a political crisis has sort of precipitated, um, like a Supreme, like a, a change in the way a justice is confirmed. So it's really not that crazy. Don't let anyone tell you that that's like an extremist view because if anything, it's a very normal view. Yeah, um, the Overton you know, window Ameri- closed. It's a, it's, a, it's a view from when America was great. So we're trying to go back to that um, again. So, you know, this, I know. Yeah. America great again. All right. 
As I was writing like, oh, this seems extreme. We have to consider extreme actions. It's like, well, no. the Republican changed the meaning of extreme. These things aren't, it's extreme to steal two Supreme Court seats. It's no longer extreme. Like the Overton window is, it's, it's expanded. Like these are no longer extreme things. They're just necessary things. No, don't call, don't even reference your own belief as extreme. Yeah. That's what the Republicans do. I know. That's how they get away with everything. Their, their belief is extreme. It's obvious. Obviously we're not confirming Merrick Garland in the last term of Obama's presidency. Of yeah. course not. Yeah. The rules. Right. Like, just put, just be like them. Except, like, we actually have a real argument. Remember, Amanda spent the whole 10 minutes of this talking about <laughs> how we're right. I know. Yeah, whenever I, like, am, like, thinking about something and applying really strict scrutiny to it to make sure it's, like, okay and sober and, like, kosher to post, I'm always like, no one is – Don Jr. is not asking himself this, these questions. <laughs> well, I mean, those things – We have to have the high allows you to maintain, like, ethics that we – Hold, want to hold them to, but it also is like shooting yourself in the foot because they don't care about your fucking. Yeah, and then there's also the argument to me that is it ethical to let them like trash American democracy and protections for the vulnerable? No, like the ends. I think we need to be more of an ends justify the means party. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, that totally matters. <laughs> the specific thing that one hundred. No, one hundred percent of the time. Sammy. Before I like endorse that view, one hundred percent of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda, how can you run for office after saying that? Now I know. I know. Truly. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, Ruth Ginsburg is. She's literally like. She's not even in the ground yet. So you can't even graduate to the term dancing on her grave. But um, Trump could announce his SCOTUS pick as soon as tomorrow. It will definitely be a woman, as they've said. And it will probably be like Handmaid's Tale Aunt Lydia woman named Amy Coney Barrett. Um, she's a hyper-conservative anti-choice judge that he confirmed to the federal bench earlier in her presidency. So she's been a judge for, she's like a baby judge. Yeah. Um, and when asked why he didn't choose her to replace Justice Kennedy earlier in the term, Trump said he was saving her for Ginsburg. That's so Which literally upsetting. hurdles my stomach. She also is eager to dismantle the ACA. So goodbye, pre preconditions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We totally, I think, I mean, this is so not like presently relevant, but there's so much to explore about the retirement of Justice Kennedy. Mm -hmm. If you want to talk about just how many seats were owed. Yeah. And there's a serious ACA case that they're going to be hearing within like 15 days of the election, either as an eight person court or as a nine person court. But either way, it's not looking good for the ACA. So there are pretty immediate consequences. But I mean, did you see Sammy, Joe Biden raised like, $100 million from this. Senate candidates, Crooked Media raised like $30 million for Senate candidates. And we have to be strategic with how that money is spent. But I, I was actually seeing those guys getting some like, they were replying to a lot of, my favorite thing about the the guys that host Pod Save America is that they like get really petty on Twitter and will like reply yeah. to people. And it's so funny that they take the time. Like it's really probably not worth their time. But people were like, when do you get to a point of diminishing return? What are you going to do with $30 million? Is it too late? And they were answering questions pretty like pointedly why. They're like, this actually lets us look at races that we didn't think were possible to make competitive. But an amount of money is coming in that could open up like all new possibilities. And I feel like naive saying that, but that's what they said. No, I believe that. Also, it's 30 million split between like, I feel like 13. it's like eight, 13 races. So that's not that much money. And like, I don't know. 
do you know what commercials cost? Like you need to buy the airwaves. Like that's what Republicans do. How do you think they win? How do you think John Kerry lost the fucking Swift Boat Veterans commercials running on a loop in Ohio? Like that is what Republicans do. Don't let them fool you and say, oh, who needs money? Who needs money? We need money. We need all the money. Use the money. It's not going to go to waste. Like there are, there is uses for this money and the use is advertising. And like they need to bombard the next 60, not 60 days. What am I talking about? 40 days need to be like bombarded on the, on like commercial spots in all these states. So they need the money. Yeah. And we need um, to find a good balance um, between communicating like, and you and I have talked about this, Mitch McConnell, I'm sorry, is probably not losing his seat. It's no. going to be pretty hard. He might, who knows? I would love for there to be, I think there are going to be some real surprises on November 3rd or the week after when we start seeing who won what, but that doesn't seem unlikely, but you can remove Mitch McConnell's influence and, and stop him from doing this by flipping the Senate alone. You, you don't have to get Mitch McConnell out to end his grip over this topic. Yeah. I think that's important. Don't put your money in races that are not close. Yeah. Like that is a waste of your money. So yeah, I'm looking at like, yeah, I mean, North Carolina looks really good. South Carolina looks good. Maine, they just changed to looking even better for Sarah Gideon. I'm actually, okay. Maybe it's an exciting time for me to announce that I'm starting a real series on Instagram called A Race a Day, and I'm going to cover close races in 15 seconds. Amazing. Just explaining them in 15 seconds. Please share them to your friends if they live in that state, um, especially. But in general, I think people don't. I mean, I put this question on my Instagram story like, do you feel like you know what is going on in these races, what the races to watch are? And most people said, like 70%, I feel like, said no. And people want to know more. So, I will be doing that on my personal Instagram at Sammy. So you can either, you can follow, um, maybe it'll pop up for you, but 15 seconds, like the most basic thing about these state races. And as you guys know, we have been working with the ACLU to share a portion of our proceeds from our election themed merch. So we made a few more things this morning in RBG's honor. We have a really cozy hoodie that says I dissent on it. And we had a bunch of flip the Senate merch that we are expanding um, because it's a really cool logo. You guys should check it out. And it does make a difference when you're out and about and you're showing that you're proud to cast a vote and that inspires people and makes them think that, oh, I want to learn more about that and maybe I should get involved. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is like, even if you, you live in a state where you think your vote doesn't matter, like it's about the engagement and getting other people to like, to realize that this is important and like I don't know. Sometimes when I see that someone's political who I didn't think they would be political because maybe it's not like an obvious part of like their identity, I always am like really inspired. Me too. Because people think, oh, like you're either like a political nerd or you're not. It's like, no, politics affects everybody. So whether your interest is fashion or I don't know, travel, like whatever it is, you like politics still affects those things. Clearly we can't even travel outside of the country. So yeah. Yeah. I literally live in the sub merch. I live in it. Yeah. Same. So everybody knows how I feel no matter everywhere I go. So check that out. All right, Sammy, until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And we wanted to leave you today with a quick quote from Ruth Bader Ginsburg about what made her hopeful for the future. What gives you the most hope for the future? My granddaughters. I'm very proud of my eldest granddaughter, who is a lawyer. She and other young people like her, I think. 
will help us get back on track. Thank you. Betches.